windows. The Bucks got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. East Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nucky spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game right. winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. Right. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my little friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. It is a broken record on Monday's ETSU football with yet another game-tight situation. Up three, need a defensive uh, stand with about six, seven minutes to go. They get that. They get the ball back with 5.20 on the clock. You always hear uh, a lot of times it's very popular, the four-minute offense. Can you milk the four? Uh, last four minutes of the game, instead of four minutes, it was five minutes and 20 seconds, but ETSU was able uh, to pick up their sixth Southern Conference win. It was also uh, another win uh, decided by three points or less. Uh, six, Actually, all six of the wins decided by that. Just 16 points out of those six wins, the point differential. But ETSU able to uh, pick up that win and then find out about eh, 20 minutes later that uh, Samford uh, did defeat Wofford, so now the Bucks are alone atop the standings, at worst a share of a conference championship. And the 17th now turns into a de facto championship game, assuming that Samford can win on the road against the Citadel because if Samford, uh, it's simple math, ETSU wins, they're the only team with one loss, outright champion. If Sanford defeats Citadel and defeats ETSU, it creates a three-way tie, again, assuming Wofford wins at Western Carolina. And if that's the case, then Sanford would win the tiebreaker, and they would be your automatic qualifier for the Southern Conference, even though the Bucks and Wofford would uh, share the title. And then you're looking at the Terriers and the Bucks having to play the, the waiting game. Now, there's a lot to happen. Sanford clearly has to go on the road and beat Citadel. Sanford's had some trouble on the road this season. Wofford is a, another team that needs to go on the road and, uh, and win Western Carolina. A little snake bitten. They were up again last week pretty good going into halftime and then gave up uh, a ton of points in the second half. Matter of fact, 28 unanswered. So they went from a 24-10 lead to losing 38-24 and just having all kinds of issues with the Catamounts. Can they figure it out in time for Wofford? Jay Sanders, Mike Gallagher, a little bit of a lengthy intro there, but uh, Sanderson sidekick, big show today, pros versus Jays. How do we do on bold predictions? Robert Harper will probably cut the first segment a little short because we're going to go heavy ball game with uh, Robert Harper, but Randy Sanders, uh, typical Randy Sanders at the end of the game, was he not, Mike? Uh, incredible, and I say it every week, and it bears repeating. I, okay, so I went into this last weekend, Jay, thinking, all right, we can't win any more games like this. <laughs> and it seems like every week we think that, and Robert, and I'll talk with him about this, and, and as you will, you will you here in a few minutes, he said, I'm not sure my heart's going to last if ETSU continues to win games like this and be in games like this. It seems like it's tempting fate. It seems like 
it's something where you've run out of luck or out of, I don't want to say favors, because ETSU is earning these victories late, but you're, you're really, by conventional wisdom, you've kind of gone to the well a number of times, and, uh, and ETSU did again, and it worked again. Six conference wins by 16 combined points, all three of their conference road wins by exactly three points. Let's just hear from Randy, uh, his first quote after, um, and it's, there's a lot to discuss, obviously, about this game, much like there was last week. His first quote after the win over, uh, well, who was it, Mercer? We had a lot of guys have to step up, you know, uh, the Sierra player who's kind of been our leader, heart and soul in many ways on, on defense. Uh, didn't think he was going to be able to play, so I left him at home. I told him, I said, Sierra, I love you. You're not going to play. You're not, you're not getting on the bus. We're going down there to try to win a ring, try to win a championship, and that's our goal. I don't want anybody on the bus that isn't in position to help us win that championship. So I brought a bunch of guys that uh, I told him, I said, don't, don't come out of that locker room, don't step on the field. If you're going to save anything, empty, empty the bucket. Let's, let's get back on the bus empty. We'll get our batteries recharged, everything else, but you leave everything you got on the field, physically, emotionally, mentally, everything you got. Leave it out on that field, and let's go dedicate ourselves to 60 minutes of football for your teammates. Now, soundbite, we won't hear. There was a similar thought, at least, behind leaving another, this time the offensive side of the ball, behind that did not report on time to a workout. And he said that he left that individual home because if sleep is that important, go get some more women without you. He didn't want anyone on this trip, Jay. And I, I thought it was eyebrow raising when he said it's your player because I think everyone around the program and certainly in media positions like us and people on the outside and the inside would say the same thing. This year player is one of your more dominating players on either, either side of the ball, demands a lot of attention off the edge on the defensive line and is well-respected by teammates and by those around the league and those that know anything about football, right? But Randy Sanders had a mantra going down to Mercer. It was, you're either in or you're out. And that mantra worked out. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, you know, and, and, and again, it goes back to that that mentality of, of team, right? And uh, the, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you're going to play. I'm assuming you may. We talked about Artavia Smith. And um, uh, and I don't want to give away the bike too much because I believe you're, you're going to play that. But I, I found it interesting sort of his theory on playmaking, you know, <laughs> and just uh, the same thing uh, with players. Like, hey, um, I mean, either going to step on that bus because you can play and you can help, you know, we just need you to do your job, right? You don't have to be Superman, and we need everybody doing the same job, right? <laughs> like doing your job. We don't need. He, you've said this a lot from Coach Sanders. We don't need three guys doing their own deal and eight doing the other, or even ten guys doing one thing right and one guy wrong, because that's all it takes for one breakdown to to cost you a win. And the way ETSU's been living on the edge, uh, clearly any breakdown could be the difference in, in the six wins that we've seen ETSU have so far this season in league play. Next from Coach Sanders. It is truly a next man up mentality, and just tell the guys go play. Play doesn't care who makes it. You know, it's just a matter of the next whoever whoever gets the chance to for the play to come to them, go make it. Worst thing in the world you do as a football player is you go try to make plays. You you just have to do your job, and the plays will come to you. And, and Art's a great example of a guy just doing his job, and the plays came to him. I'm happy for him. Uh, I hate it that you know that Titus got thrown out with the targeting, but that's football. So next man up, Art came in, did a great job. And it's amazing how those guys, you know, he lost his job a few weeks ago, hasn't complained, just kept on working, kept doing uh, everything he could in practice. And it's amazing how good things happen to those guys. 
And that's to your point, Jay. And it was next man up for Art Smith, who had two interceptions. It was next man up for Braxton Richburg, who, again, was inserted because that specific individual that did not go on the trip, overslept to a workout, was not available. And Coach Sanders said that Richburg needed to step up. He did. That next man up mentality uh, worked for both of them. And it seems like for ETSU, it's worked all year long. And he did also talk about Tyus Tucker getting ejected on the targeting. There were a couple of replays that went against ETSU. I can't decide from play to play if everything's against ETSU or there's been some fortunate breaks as well. It seems like there's been a lot on either side. Yeah, and you, yeah, and, uh, and you always have to have that, right? There's got to be some breaks made one way or another. But early on in the game, it certainly didn't feel like uh, things were working out in ETSU's favor. Rather, it was the targeting, uh, the train. The now ETSU ended up scoring on that. And even the Jacob Sailor's fumble, right? He's going in the end zone, uh, rips off a 44. Five-yard run, Bucks are at midfield. Looks like he's going in for a score. Gets hit from behind as he's getting drugged down inside the five. The ball pops out. Not only does it pop out, but the worst possible scenario, he goes through the side of the end zone for a touchback. But, you know, a couple couple plays later, there's Artavius Smith with the interception. He was able to make a play off a deflected ball, but it just seems to, to work out for the Bucks. Coach Sanders had uh, these final thoughts on the game. Falling where it is after 10 games before your very last one, when you looked at it preseason, you was like, wow. You know, how, how, do, how did that happen? But at the same time, nobody asked me. You know, so I, I had no nothing to do with that. I had no control over it. I don't know Scott Carter or anyone else had any control. So that was the schedule as it came to us. Let's just go make the best of it. As it turns out, uh, having an open week right now after playing 10 probably falls at a good time for us. We, we, we need a little break. Uh, Coming down here on the bus, it sounded like an infirmary. We got people coughing and hacking and all those things going on, players, coaches, everybody, because it's it's been a grind, and we've gone hard, not to mention just the bruises and sprains and everything else that you normally have from the course of a football season. So, you know, we're going to try to get some work done this week. We're, we're going to get out there, and we're going to start preparing for, for game 11 on uh, Tuesday. We're going to take a couple of days off. It, it is nice to have a couple of days to be able to catch your breath and, you know, get some antibiotics in our system or get some ice on our, our boo-boos and, and try to get better. It's a great point. They fought through 10 weeks, and it looked like at this time, obviously after 10 weeks of football, you're going to be in rough shape, right, physically, but they couldn't be in a better spot in the standings. No. <laughs> well, being alone, the top of the conference, Incredible. right, <laughs> with uh, basically no your, your, your uh, opportunity, as uh, to, to still his word that he loves opportunity, your opportunity, uh, to be a conference champ on your home field. I mean, you can't to play for a championship on your own, own field. The last game of the year certainly feels good. Now, will the Bucks take an upset uh, from the, the Citadel uh, and uh, I guess it's Western Carolina, right, the Cats and Dogs? Sure, sure they would, and they already conference champions. But uh, the way the season's worked out, it's almost a fitting in that they're probably going to have to win one more tight game, right, just to, to wrap it up for the storybook inning for what we've seen. and. It, it's an incredible run. Matter of fact, uh, I'm going to talk to Robert Harper in just a second, uh, and then we'll take a break. We'll talk to him straight up. But, you know, he's been around a lot of football. He's been around a lot of winning football his days up at uh, Marshall. Kind of curious, um, you know, again, for him to try to put into words the the amount of games and how the, the games have been won. Because every time you think the, the – you know, if Cat has nine lives and you feel like, you know, the Furman game probably used up three yeah. or four, VMI <laughs> used up a couple, exactly you start that. counting them up and you're going, man, that Cat's got about 17 lives. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Robert Harper on the other side of this uh, timeout on Sanderson's sidekick on the Buccaneers. Sports Network. Congrats. You made it. Through National Ice Cream Day, National Hot Dog Day, and even National Sunglasses Day. 
You took on the heat, took care of the yard, and even took a vacation. But now it's October, and you finally have a chance to breathe. And with that chance to breathe also comes a chance for fun when you play new October Instant Games. Pick up one of four new games for a chance to win $1,000 up to a $1 million. Fall into some fun with new October Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Wow, am I happy about my new Wow Rate e-checking account at Citizens Bank. I got a huge rate on my deposit and great account features. With that sort of a deal, I'm saving for much-needed bucks tickets to cheer on my team. Learn more about WowRate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. WowRate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Go Bucks! Bank your own way. Citizens Bank member FDIC. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! Are you having fun at bad time? Mm, you smell fresh as spring. Hey, Frank, is this lettuce ready for the customers? No. No, not yet. Frank, they're perfect. Let go of the cart. No. Frank, now. But I didn't get to say goodbye. At Food City, our produce experts are passionate about offering the freshest fruits and vegetables around. We're Food City, and we're very picky about produce. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City Way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City Way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Back with you on this Monday, another victorious Monday for ETSU football. They sit atop the conference standings by themselves with three teams with two losses. Looking back up at them, and Samford, Wofford, and Furman. Our sideline reporter Robert Harper was in making with us. And Robert, uh, boy, is me and Mike have gone over this probably three or four times every Monday. But it seems like whenever you think the Bucks uh, have ran out of chances to win games like that, they just continue to do it still. You know, I thought the game against Mercer was a little bit different. And the reason I say that is I went back and thought about it, and I thought a lot of the things might have been actually self-inflicted, uh, to be quite honest with you. I think while it was 21-18, it was close. They did just enough. 
to kind of win the game. Um, you know, that was a game that could have been a couple more touchdowns in favor of the Bucks. But you know, right? They're they're winning close ball games. I think they feel at home in close ball games. And I don't know if I've seen a team that has uh, kind of performed the way they have, uh, at least in league play, uh, in winning in winning the games that they've been able to win. It's been pretty uh, pretty remarkable. It's kind of hard to put into words. Yeah, and if you look at it, Bucks could have had a you know obviously Jacob Sailors fumbles at the five. There's a there's a drop pass at the goal line. Could have had a couple more. Uh, Whole different game. Uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. could have had a couple more scores on the board, and who knows from there. Well, yeah, and, and that's, I even looked a little bit further at it. I mean, let, let's look at the start of the third quarter. I mean, you, you get the stop, and then you, you fumble the ball in the end zone, and it's a safety, and then you have to punt, and it's short field, and all of a sudden it's a field goal. I mean, they got five points there, which could have been a lot worse, to be quite honest with you, without the defense playing the way that it did in the second half. But they got five points there that ETSU technically controlled. I mean, so you take that away, you take away the fumble, I mean, who knows what happens on that drive, even if you just flip the field. Uh, you, know, each, you know, Mercer may have only scored three points in the entire second half because I thought the defense really changed the tenor of the way they played um, in comparison to half number one. I, I, I thought the defense clamped down, even though they did give up the, technically the eight points. Only six of them were on the defense, and, and that's the reason they won the game. And, you know, they, they had an opportunity to, to add a couple of more. You mentioned the, 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 the Sailors. Uh, plays, a Spagnoletti play. I think there were just some others. You know, you change three or four plays, that's a 35-13 to 13 ball game, and it's not even close. We're not talking about 21-18. But, hey, nonetheless, win's a win. Hey, you're not top the, the Southern Conference standings. Robert, I think you hit on the key sequence and then also a key storyline and trend from that game. The recovery in the end zone of the fumble, I think it was Greg McLeod that recovered it, heads-up play for him to go back. And if he's not there, I mean, that could possibly be a touchdown, and then they also get the ball back. Talk about a huge momentum shifter. And then going down after that fumble and getting just a field goal, the defense, while maybe they gave up a lot of drives deep in their own territory, the bend but don't break, I'm not sure I've ever seen it work better than it did Saturday. It did, and, you know, that was, I think, the philosophy with the young quarterback. They tried to bring some pressure at times, but they really did not bring six, five, six guys a lot. They brought it some, but it wasn't a ton. And I think the reason was, hey, listen, Richard, or excuse me, a walk-on quarterback, um, let's force him to make not one or two throws, but make six or seven in the drive. And what I looked like early, that wasn't going to work eventually caught up to him. The interception in the first half, the interception in the second half, played a big role in why ETSU was able to win the game because early on it looked like Mercer was going to be able to move the ball through the air. I think that was a little bit of false hope on Bobby Lamb's part. And when they didn't move the ball in the second half the way they did, they, they started putting the ball up into some, into some basic situations and it ended up paying off for ETSU. Yeah, to back up here, uh, Harrison Frost started the game 11 for 16 and finished the game 4 for 15. Wow. So the, he just as the game went along, Bucks tightened up. And it seems like the defensive yeah. backs continue, sorry to jump in, Robert, but just continue to get better and better. And you're facing one of the top targets in the Southern Conference last weekend in Marquise Irvin. And you had huge pass breakups by, I believe it was Carondel Lentz on a deep ball, and then also Jeremy Lewis on a jump ball in the end zone. And of course, you have Artavius Smith with Titus Tucker already ejected. I know, Robert, you were beside yourself in the broadcast about that one of the two reviews that went against ETSU even though it seemed like there was sufficient video evidence for that to go the other way but the improvement of the defensive backs and the depth in that area as well has been uh, simply astonishing over the last number of weeks 
It has been, and they're going to have to be really, really good in two weeks. I mean, they, they build up to some tests. The running game early, if you remember, was the, the defense against the run early was so stout, so they kind of build up to tests against the Citadel and then the Wofford. And then the, the, the defensive backs now have had going to have three uh, consecutive weeks or three consecutive games where they have to build up uh, to a tough test. Now the question is, can you build up to maybe one of the toughest tests in terms of a secondary is going to face in all of FCS, and that's in two weeks against Sanford. I think a lot still yet to be determined as to how big that bank game is going to be for the Bulldogs, um, but you know um, more than likely that's going to be a de facto Southern Conference championship game. And so now you've got the big stage, a big opportunity, and that secondary is going to be have, up, have to be up to task. But you're right. They have made steps. They have made big plays. You know, and, and that's that's key. If you can make big plays, you can win football games on one or two things in the secondary, and that's what they did on Saturday against Barstow, one or two plays, and then all of a sudden it goes the other way, and you know, you're sitting pretty, uh, at least on the scoreboard. You know, the the bye week comes at a good time, Robert, because, you know, Bucks were starting to get beat up. They played ten straight weeks to get a chance. And the same token, though, mentally, and I know this is where Coach has done a good job of keeping them grounded mentally, but they're kids, right? They certainly know that they're getting a chance to play for a conference championship. It would be the first since the Bucks won one in the OVC, never won one in the Southern Conference, went to the playoffs in uh, 96, finished second, I think was tied for second uh, another time. Uh, but, but no conference championship, even shared outright, no conference championship as part of Southern Conference. So how, you know, do you think, uh, where, you know, so far Sanders has pulled the right strings to keep everybody grounded and going and the process and all that. But, uh, you know, the bye week's good physically. What do you think the bye week does mentally? I think it's great for the coaches. and I think it's really good for the players. And so I kind of I, I separate them there just a little bit. Players like momentum, and I know that uh, that's important, but I think it comes at a good time from a health perspective. I heard the end of the last segment. I really love the term boo-boo. I mean, I got kids, so we talk <laughs> about boo-boos all the time. But at the end of the day, I think that is a, uh, a, a good thing is to be able to get your feet under you. The other thing is it allows guys that have been hurt, so your player didn't play this past weekend, to get an extra week of rest. So you're going to be at as much full strength as you can possibly be for the final game of the football season. And then for the coaches, I think it's great. And here's the reason why. They always look forward. And coaches can always take a, take a day or half a day or a night when they're by themselves to look forward on the film to another game, right? They kind of, kind of deviate from their, from their week. And I'm sure they have done that. They've probably done some pre-scout on Sanford. Now you get two full weeks to look at one of the more complex passing attacks you're going to face in FCS football. And you have an opportunity to, to devise a specific game plan while that team is getting ready to prepare for a game they have to win on Saturday. You have no game on Saturday, and you get two full weeks as a coach to devise a game plan that you can start implementing on Sunday or the next week, Sunday, Monday, and you can be just kind of rolling right on through. So I don't think it hurts the momentum. I think it's great for the coaches, really good for the players. And, uh, you know, there was there have been times where ETSU hasn't had a bye week at week and either they had they had they had you know at the at the very last week of the season now you kind of get one at a perfect spot uh, even though it's been a long road to get there robert i hate to step back but i want to talk about the relationship between austin herrick and randy sanders it seems like they've maybe kind of butted heads at times just for austin maybe not going downfield enough or doing things exactly how randy would like but to me it seems like whenever the game is 
on the line. More often than not, the ball ends up obviously in Austin Herring's hands because he's a quarterback, but in a running situation, that design QB draw rollout left on, what, third and five, I believe it was, and Herrick just takes yeah. a pounding and not surprising to not see him dive or slide. He bowls his way forward, gets hit from behind, pushed over the line. To me, that really shows, along with the quarterback draw in the 30-28 game against Western Carolina, you get in, it's, I mean, there's no tomorrow after that, right? I, I mean, if you don't get in on that play, the game is over, and who knows what kind of conversation we're having right now, but it really seems like Randy Sanders in a strange kind of way, is instilling that trust in Austin Herrick. I have to give full trust in Austin Herrick. I don't think he makes the move that he made uh, away from Marshy early in the year unless he fully trusts Austin Herrick. You know, I, we talked about it at the very beginning of the year. Herrick may not be what you would typically call the playmaker quarterback, but, boy, he's a heck of a leader and a heck of a game manager. And the way they've used him at the end of games, you've already mentioned it, they used him that way against Western Carolina. Don't forget, he also ran into the end zone on two separate occasions beyond that 30-28 two-point conversion that tied the game late. There was a touchdown early. There was a two-point conversion in overtime, the third overtime that was that was extremely important. So, you know, those he has a lot of trust in Austin Harris. So I don't think it's there. But you mentioned they got ahead. I think it's because – they both are so competitive. They are both so strong in, in their belief that sometimes it's going to happen. I don't think it's a bad thing. I really don't. I think it's actually a healthy thing to have between the coach and the player because at the end of the day, they both respect each other. If you get to have some healthy discourse, which maybe they've had from time to time and you know disagreement, but as long as you come back to that core belief that, hey, we have a ton of respect for each other, and I know Austin does uh, for Coach, and I know Coach does for Austin, then you're in good shape. You're fine. I, I, I think it was interesting when you talked to him. He, he said something almost as much as like, yeah, they, I, I know Coach wants me to, to take a few more chances yeah. and do it there, but, you know, I, I, it's not me. That's not who I am. That's not how I play. Plus, I have faith in the defense. I know if I don't give the ball to the other team, we got a great shot of winning. So I thought he even kind of admitted that a little bit for a question of really uh, you, you didn't even like prod him at that. He kind of just offered that up for you. Yeah, we're talking about turnovers and how important it was to not throw interceptions. He goes, you know, I know Coach wants me to take a few more shots and still not turn the ball over, be a little bit more aggressive and not turn the ball over. So he goes, I'll look at that for the next couple of weeks. But, you know, those are the things that are a little bit different about Austin than where they were at the beginning of the year. I think what Coach Sanders is going to want long term, I think you're going to see some more chances down the field. I think they took a chance late in the ball game. It just didn't pan out. I mean, I think all in all, I think you're going to have that healthy discourse. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I think they're both willing to talk about it, to be quite frank. I know Coach is, Austin obviously is, but at the end of the day, the respect is there because the wins have been there. And I think as long as they're both winning, everything's going to be okay. And so far, I'm saying out you're 8-2 and two and setting atop the Southern Conference. Well, bye week. I hope you get a chance to uh, enjoy it yourself, and we'll see you down here uh, you know, on the 17th. Hopefully, uh, Bucks can take care of business on the field. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I have one Southern Conference ring. I would like another. Yes, I have zero. I would like, uh, well, at least in football. <laughs> in, in football, I should say. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I have the one from 96 uh, that obviously ETSU finished second in the Southern Conference. I have that one. I'll take one here in 2018, and I'll wear it just as proudly. So uh, that's uh, – it's a lot of fun to be on this ride. I really appreciate the opportunity to be quite honest with you because it has been a ton of fun. I don't know if I've seen a team score just enough points as many times as ETSU scored just enough. 
But uh, well, hey, listen, I'll tell you just enough in a couple of weeks. Well, the, the, the good news is you, you pointed uh, to us uh, just in, in a car ride that basically each issue going into that margin with five wins and one loss, uh, the point differential was zero because they had won five games by 13 and they lost a game by 13. Now at least they're in the positive there. They're, they have uh, you know six wins with a plus three margin only. They're outscoring their Southern Conference opponents by half a point a game. There you go. <laughs> All right, Robert, appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, man. All right, that's Robert Harper. We'll step aside for a timeout. Pros versus Jays right after this timeout. Tara Word from the Buccaneers. Where's that work? Ballot Health is an integrated health care system built to meet the local needs in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Together with community, we are transforming our region. We're making communities healthier. We're expanding access to critical services in rural areas. And we're investing in health research and medical education. It's your story. We're listening. Ballot Health is proud to be the official health care provider of ETSU Athletics, Go Bucks! The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 16 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Wendy's has an all new. You had me at Wendy's. Good, because Wendy's has a new bacon cheeseburger and it's called. You had me at bacon. Well, what if I told you Wendy's kept going and added a smoky tangy sauce and it's called the Sawsome Bacon. You had me at Sawsome. It's called the Sawsome Bacon Classic. Sawsome Bacon Classic? Sounds amazing. Why didn't you just say that from the start? Also, if you download the Wendy's app, you'll get special offers like $2 off any combo. Huh, well, now you have me downloading the Wendy's app. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulligan Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulligan's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulligan Flooring. Over the last 70 years, Johnson City Power Board has had a few different looks, but we've remained the same trusted partner you rely on. Now, we've changed our name to Bright Ridge to match our vision, to deliver on our promise of great service you can count on, embracing common sense technology to strengthen the communities we serve. We're glad to be your public power provider. Bright Ridge, new name, renewed promise. Learn more at brightridge.com. New coach, new era, new day. Hear from ETSU football headman Randy Sanders all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640. The Extreme Sports Monster. Pros. Buckle up for Cody. Kobe Bryant just sucked the gravity out of the target center. What a play. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe 
seen anything like that. In the deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. Edmonds hit 42 home runs during the regular season. Versus Jays? I need a shower. Dumbest segment in sports. You gave us some beauties this weekend. Oh, I'm sure I did. You were just beside yourself by the end of the game. Now, I think, see, this is what I'm talking about, and Robert Harper and his heart holding up. I think the stress is getting to you a little bit on these games, too. <laughs> a guy can only take so much, right? I mean, a play-by-play broadcaster who, let's be, let's be honest, uh, you know it more than me. I know it a little bit. You know it a lot. But these games where you're supposed to convey emotions outwardly about everything, it's much like Angry Man, right? Except you are a much more sane, calm, even-keeled version of Angry Man in the sense that you have to convey a lot of emotion over the air. That's your job. Angry Man's job is to come in with one emotion really, really strong where you have to do the range. It is emotionally taxing on a man like yourself, a man like myself, play-by-play guys in general. So to have this much tension late in games, it's tough. So it's it's different, and I've, I've tried to explain to people because – People are like, oh, you know, you did ESPN three for hoops that one year. It was kind of fun to get you. I said, yeah, but it wasn't me. I was like, wow. I said, well, I've been so emotionally tied, and I've often said this: if I could go be a play-by-play broadcaster at another school, mm-hmm. I probably would have better tape to give to people and would be a better pro, if you will, lack of a better term, because I've not been emotionally vested in it since I was a kid, right? Because this is the school I grew up watching. This is my alma mater. I've been doing, you know, you get emotionally tied to everything. But I've often thought, and I tell people all the time, because they're like, oh, send this off. They said I shouldn't do this. Or another broadcaster said that. I said, yeah, listen, the whole point of being a team broadcaster Mm -hmm. is for everyone to feel the emotion as if they were there. Right. So if you're giving them the highs when they should be a high, a low when it's a low in the same token you do need to balance if somebody the other team makes a great play does whatever but that doesn't mean if uh, a a drop ball or a a bad turnover or something you can't show emotion or can't can't do something like that (laughs) but but you do try to i certainly showed that this week but you but but you certainly like when a guy makes it's like the the flea flicker touchdown for western carolina I mean, I felt like I gave that call a pretty good call because, A, it was a nice executed flea flicker. But the other thing, the back end of that was a one-handed, mm. not quite Odell Beckham three-finger catch, but, I mean, a uh, you know, similar to what Quay Holmes pulled off uh, yeah. this past week. But, I mean, you, you've got to give that, you know, when Fletcher McGee hits one from half court, you you got to tip your cap to it. You know, when DeAndre Liggins lands your lap, you got to give it the call that it deserves. Right? I remember uh, last year during the – I believe it was the second UNCG game, or would it have been first? The one at their place, where we were on the 16-game winning streak. Oh, it was the second game. Francis yeah. Alonzo hit like a it – it sounded like like a turnaround hook shot from 30 rows up. You know, like you're, right. you, you basically were like, he's not even looking at the basket. And it's in. I don't know how he made that shot. And, and so I think you do a good job of giving credit and then also – but not being excited for that team. 
They're like, hey, well, I mean, that's a great basketball play. Or, you know, in the sense of, as you said, that flea flick, what a great football play and on both ends, very incredible individual effort, whatever. But that doesn't mean you're happy about it. Uh, now, you, you bring in an interesting point, and we'll get into the sound bites here in just a second, that are comparing J versus a pro. And I use the word pro in very loose quotations here with the man that we're highlighting this weekend. But you bring up an interesting point because I think that it takes a special talent to be a very good team broadcaster, much more than calling a game 50-50. But it sounds like you're making it seem as if that's kind of looked down upon. It, it, it Professionally, it, 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 you hear it all the time. And they'll be, ah, now I am, I will say this, I'm not a big we, us, they type person. Like you do need to separate. I do say like we traveled when I'm actually traveling with them, but that's different than we won the game, right? right. I, I didn't win the game, right. you know, called the game. Yep. You know, uh, you call the winner. I, I will have a share of a championship in my own right, but certainly not earned playing right. uh, uh, on the field. And I, it is looked upon, um, you know, as you, you really should give every call the same. It should be this. You should be that. My theory as a team broadcaster, um, and not, and I'm just going off when when I send tapes off as broadcasters do, and I'm sure you if you haven't, you need to start just randomly selecting people yep. all over the country, send them stuff. Say, hey, can you yep. listen to this eight minute clip? Give me feedback. Right. So you have to kind of t- take into consideration what do they do for a living? Are they a team broadcaster? Or are they this? So I try to do both. I try to find some people that are that, that just do maybe TV games for a regional network or a SEC or Big Ten network, something like that, uh, and I try to find team broadcasters. I try to go back and forth. Uh, and I try to find college and pro team announcers because the college guys are much more loose on how they do things than the than the pro guy. The pro guys are very much nuts and bolts, as I, as I found out. Bob Soshi is a guy I've got to know when he was at Navy. Now he's doing the Patriots. I knew him actually when he was at Navy before he did the Patriots, uh-huh. but I've always kept in touch with him. And so he, he always gives me that, ah, you know, you need to more nuts and bolts, this, that, yeah. and another. I'm like, yeah, well, I like to give a little story on why maybe that three-yard gain was this, that, and other. The other thing is I think team histories. The more you do a team, the more understanding you have of the meaning, like this run. You know, anybody can say, well, you're having a championship, so you've got to give it to this. Okay, but it, I was here when football was last here. I did the death march of football, right, and how brutal yeah. to try to bring the energy and all that where people just wouldn't listen to you, wouldn't pay any attention. Because they knew. They, they yeah. either knew it was or they were mad at it or then there were the ones that just were celebrating it was the last year. But I did all that. So some of the emotion is, is pure dealing with that because as a kid I came to games. I watched games in the Dome as a student. I worked games uh, either on the network or calling it for the student station up on top of the press box. So was able to, to, to do that and then, of course, do this for a living. So, you know, I, it's very – very difficult for me not to get emotionally attached. I still think I would I would still be emotionally attached if I did another team. You know, if I if I went, to, I'm just making I mean, name a team. Doesn't matter. Georgia Tech. Um, Chattanooga. Um, no, no. <laughs> I would. You're gonna have to stab me in the eyeballs uh, with a pen before I would do that. But you know, if you're if I were to do another team, I think I would be um, better at probably more of a pro line. Mm-hmm. But I can already tell you, just me being me, when I did the. The twins, like you've done, yeah. and, and some of those, you 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 get tied. You get yes. to know the guys. You get personal with them, so you want to pull for them to win. And again, I think you're trying to 
be, uh, you know, the voice of the fan. A lot of people say, why aren't you supposed to be, you know, the bipartisan? I said, no, I mean, I tell the facts as it is. I don't lie about the facts. I, I can't I can't stand if there's a team announcer that refuses to say anything about the other team. Yeah. If I'm just driving down the road and I'm hearing it, I'm like, my goodness, I've listened for 35 minutes <laughs> and you've not said one thing the other team has done well right. or not given any ind- indication that they've done something to make a play not work or – you know, especially basketball. I listen probably more basketball than, than anything um, on the radio uh, and listen to other teams and all that. And I, that drives me crazy. So I try to not do that. I try to – if a guy makes a great play, let, let's call it what it is, it's a great play. may not be happy about it, and, and you may tell I'm not happy about it, but I try to give it at least the – courtesy it deserved now i live in fear of doing what you said sending tapes off because all i've ever heard is negative feedback is that just me or is, oh, there, no, is there any no, positivity no. there oh, my Lord. i've had i've had people i had one guy i just feel like i suck now i had one guy basically say well it's a good thing you you know how, how it's a good thing you're probably securing that job because I, mean, I don't think you're gonna go anywhere else wow accent and uh, everything Yikes. else and i was like all right good all right Goodness. all right yeah so no, <laughs> thanks I, for that constructive I, criticism even had uh mike keith with the titans called called in last year to my class so he yeah he, believe it's not he couldn't figure out facetime so we uh we just did an old conference call and put the phone in the room and i thought it was interesting I, I this is your 2002 class or this was last year this was last oh, year's okay. class. this okay. was last year's sure. class. Right. and so i i talked to him um about like sending tapes off and i and it was funny because i guess he was like okay don't don't you can send them to me in the offseason. They'll say, no, 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 Mike, I wasn't trying to get everybody in class to send you a tape. I'm just asking. Yeah. What, because feedback has been – he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. He, he said, you know, I, I try to find positives that they have and negatives and, and send both of that. He said, but there are people out there that just literally give you the negatives. And I said, I even write on it. I said, listen, I said, I, I would – you know, if I do anything good, I like to know about it. But certainly, I need to know if you feel like I'm missing something. And then what I do is I take the feedback over the years and see, okay, are the same things repeating themselves, sure. right? right? So that if if everybody is hearing the same thing, then you got to fix it, right? Yeah. You got to do that. The other thing is I, I try to weigh, you know, is what somebody says is that an outlier? Has anybody else said that? Or and the other thing you have to remember: what tape are you sending out? You know, I try to send the same tape to everybody mm. th- that year. The next year, obviously, send something fresh and new, whatever. But but try to send the same tape because that way I know if if they're hearing the same thing or not. But I do I, – I, I take some of the negative criticism and chunk it because some of it is warranted and some of it I'm going, well, okay, for, for this guy that maybe does Big Ten Network only. Yeah. He's worried about a different audience than I am, right? And, and you know, and you do have to know your audience. And and people send me tapes. I try to be very conscious of, okay, here's some things that that you do well. Here's some things I heard. Here's some things that that personally I like uh, to hear. I said, doesn't mean, you know, you can take it for what it's worth. For an example, I think I just wrote a guy um, a couple weeks ago about he sent me a basketball tape, and I listened the whole eight minutes, and he never once told me what Score? five, what no, what five guys were on the floor. Uh, so if, so if somebody came in and somebody came out, it would just be Johnson in, Smith out. Right. And, and then eventually, and if you ever listen to my broadcast, I, I'm big on trying to reset the five all the time because people are tuning in and out. Um, now, you can always be criticized for time and score. And I think hoops I'm very good at because I work alone, so there's more downtime for me to think about time and score. You should always give time and score, change of possession, made bucket, something. That usually gets you every 30, 45 seconds. 
in football, there are times, even this year, I've gone back and, and critiqued myself and been like, hmm, kind of went, you know, three, four plays without time. Top when you got three or four people trying yeah, to get time, and, 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 and our games are exciting. You know, it's not yeah. like there's a lot of downtime, right? right? They keep it entertaining. So, um, but, but time score you could always do. But I'm big on that in basketball. So I send that to everybody. I say, listen, you know, you, you did it coming out of a break, but then you sent me ten minutes of action, and you, and there were substitutions everywhere. And you did a good job of saying somebody went in, somebody went out. Right. But I never – knew who all they're with and I'm not a fan of that team so I, I got no idea no context the, yeah. you know who who's what so that that would be that and uh, you know I, I'll tell you one I always got for a while there was I would never associate uh, coach four well, at the time it was coach Bartow with ETSU so I would always say coach Bartow and if somebody's just tuning in for an eight minute they weren't quite sure of whose team he's coaching so that was a that was a tip that I got from a lot of people were like hey eventually you may want to say you know you know, it's okay to say our head coach because you're kind of talking to your fan base. Or you can say ETSU's head coach, the Bucks head coach. Yeah. You know, uh, Coach Barto wants the Bucks to do this, so it's right. a little more like <laughs> right, right. they they know who no. he is or what he is. And all that. So I've gotten feedback that's worked, but no, 97 percent of all the feedback you're you're going to hear, and a lot of people do it because um, they they figure you just want to hear what you need to work on more than praise and I'm not saying but I try to at least give a, a couple bullet points even even I've had some couple guys that send me tapes that that I probably should have wrote the letter that I got that they should never be in the business but right. but uh you know I didn't do that well on pros versus jays we like to just talk broadcasting just in general I think it's fun to go back and forth on that but this has nothing to do this week comparing you versus a quote-unquote pro as we'll hear in just a moment uh, with the topics that we're talking about and I don't know why this guy keeps coming up maybe it's just the fact that he does a lot of hilarious things and you talk about professional I mean he's been in the business a long time and a couple of his mess-ups that we've now gone over over the last couple of weeks have been NFL. You say he's more of an NBA-type voice. This is Dick Stockton, right? This is Dick Stockton. But this mistake seems like it doesn't matter what sport's going on. Go ahead, Jacob. On the Visa Halftime Report, Kurt Terry, Howie, Michael, and Tony look on graphic for the final two bullet points. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he's Ron Ron Burgundy, huh? That's exactly what the story said regarding that oh. uh he pulls around burgundy it was absolutely horrific i mean and this was last year um it was just fresh in my mind because of and you've got papers of things that you are supposed to say during the game right and i don't know if you misplaced this one or if your brain just kind of had a complete freeze moment but this is your soundbite from this weekend and they will get a timeout let's take uh <laughs> so the bucks a 30-second timeout for the Bucks with 4.20 to go. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Van Wagner. What are we? I've already lost train of thought here. That's it. That's it. Jacob, do it for me, buddy. I gotta regroup. So, so what he said? So what do you say, Jacob? Do it for me. He had whispered something in your ear off here. We've got a comm system that he and he was like, "Van Wagner Sports Entertainment." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jacob, you and, saved and, Jay on and, that and, one. And Jacob's back, and he tried, tried. So the the hardest thing I think I ever had to do was when we first started the network. We didn't. Um, uh, it was just the Buccaneer Sports Network, sure. right? Then it became the Mountain States Health Alliance Buccaneer Sports Network. Mm-hmm. And I never forget that the first like five games after that sponsorship went away, I could not stop saying the mouth. Sure. So I would always kind of start it as uh, Buccaneer Sports Network, right. or I would just continue to go. Then what was even worse is I got used to Buccaneer Sports Network again, and then we got a new sponsor, and I still would say Mountain State. 
Right. Right. <laughs> even though it was a food sponsor. Wasn't right. In the same ballpark. So sometimes, like, as you go to break, and I am very notorious for this, I am always searching for something because in the middle, again, um, when there's home games or a dribble game, my dad's my spotter, and so he kind of knows certain things I'm looking for. I can hand signal. He, he's on it. Like, yeah. just – I don't know if it's a father-son thing or he just knows how my mind works. But, you know, occasionally I can – or I can lip it, write it down, or just as Matt's talking, uh, put my headset up and say, hey, look up this stat. So, right. it was right – first of all, it was right after the, the big drop pass. So, emotionally, I was drained there. It was, it was after the drop pass. Then uh, I was trying to find a stat. I don't even remember what stat I was looking for. Right. So, I'd already started to flip the sheet, and then uh, somebody again in queue, as it's called, yes. uh, says, hey, if you can, station ID. And so as I was flipping, I was like, ah, yeah, it's great. That'll give me an extra time, time to look. And as I was doing it, I usually have, especially since this year's the first year with uh, Van Wagner Sports Entertainment, there I've go. got a taped sheet that's either to my right or left, depending on where I'm sitting in the booth, because I always try to sit next to a window so I can tape extra stuff, just uh, readers and liners and everything you're talking about, you have to know. Yes. And so I uh, – went to the left and I think I'd already thrown this sheet away uh, even though I had said that how many times have I said that uh, like during the broadcast that day over a hundred probably on the year oh easy Easily, and, yeah. and at least 20 I mean we got 25 breaks sure. we I mean there's other times so had some issues um, where I should have, have gone to that but I've already thrown the the paper away um, or and, or, and I, fair, or I could have just even just skipped it and say, okay, we're just taking a stage And, and to be fair, usually we do station IDs back in the studio. And this just happened to be where we, I think we're out of media timeouts. And the FCC, you know, you never know when they're going to listen in. And you have to take a break between 55 and 5 if you're a network. So stations can identify themselves, quote, unquote. So it was kind of outside of your usual realm of what you do. Not that you haven't been doing this for 16 years or whatever. but That just sounds sort of – <laughs> the time of the game was mostly drained. Yeah. There's no excuse. But let me say this. So you talk about uh, writing a Dick Stockton here. So, you know, I write our our, our pregame stuff. I put on Word documents. Yes. So at least, you know, I don't, I don't script it out per se, but I no. do have talking points. I do have things just to help people move along and know sort of what's going on, especially for uh, uh, Don, Matt, and Robert because it's not their day job to do this, right? They do it on the side. It's fun. It's going – so I, I try to come up with that. In the very first four downs going into start the year, this first game of the year, and as it always is, we're trying to fix stuff. We're trying to get stuff on air. I'm trying to do whatever. Matt had sent me his four downs, and he always sends what the questions are and then and, and sort of in bracketed are his talking points. And so I'm not supposed to read that. I'm just supposed to read the questions. And it's not like me and Matt hasn't worked together for yeah. many, many years now. Right. In the very first game, I Ron Berge – uh, pulled a Ron Burgundy and just went right through it yeah. and raised thing. And a couple of times he has some kind of smart aleck comments. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I read that as just as smart, like he did. Read to graphic here. I just read right through it, and he's just staring at me. It took me the first two downs to even realize, uh, as I was reading the third, and he's continuing to look at me, that I had read those, uh, that, I that, that I should not have read those. I was sure. supposed to stop, let him kind of laugh a little bit, then we chuckle about it and we go. But I read it, and the, my tone I read it so matter-of-factly, like one of it was, you know, will ETSU secondary be like, you know, Furman where it was uh, Red Rover, Red Rover, you know, uh, Furman ran right over. You right. Know? You know, and so I read and did all that. So that was um, – the other thing I thought was funny is uh, Trey Adams. I, I got him once because I forgot to uh, – <laughs> Uh, forgot to change the script, and he, Matt wasn't he, there, and he, and he just, just ran right. Uh, not only was Matt not there, that wasn't even the 
the question was wrong, too. Oh, yeah. It was from it's the like previous week. week. <laughs> so. The Buccaneer Sports Network lives on despite yeah. these gaps. I love Jacob, too. It was tough because we've got our speakers up in studio. So we had to turn down the speakers, put on the headset, put in his mic. And so it took him like three or four seconds while we were trying to figure this out. But we got through it. I'm a pro. You are a pro. Uh, no, I'm not. All right, it's Pros versus Jays. Bold prediction results coming up with Jacob Townsend around for this time. Don't forget to uh, subscribe, SoundCloud, iTunes, RSS feed, and get the daily update whenever we put up a new show every Monday through Friday. Tomorrow uh, we will preview the Georgia State basketball game uh, and should actually have their play-by-play uh, Dave Cohen on to talk about that as well. But we still got to do bold predictions. Let's see what I got right, what Mike got wrong right for this time out here. Word for the Buccaneer Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were. This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway, he scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole. The clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. 19- 13. No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye. For all your printing needs. LeBron is a Laker. Four-year, $154 million, a max deal. I'm ecstatic. I think it was the right situation, the right call for him to make. He wasn't going to get anything accomplished in Cleveland. That was obvious. ESPN has announced the network's new broadcast team for the 49th season of Monday Night Football. Former Dallas Cowboys tight end Jason Witten, who recently announced his retirement after a 15-year pro career, will immediately jump into the analyst role. LeVar Ball's big baller brand has gotten an F rating from the Better Business Bureau. 
The Browns dropped the ball all year long. Unfortunately, a team, a coach, an organization, not good enough to earn one win. The only win in the last two years came on Christmas Eve. Now here we are on New Year's Eve, talking about a team that will go down as one of the worst in NFL history. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. A simple wrong would have done just fine. Oh, bold predictions. So close, but yet so far away for me, at least, Jacob. I thought I was going to squeak my ETSU one out, but uh, you can go ahead and break my heart and tell me I didn't get it. No, you didn't, Jay, but you know what? Neither did Mike. He didn't get his ETSU prediction either, so he didn't jump up on you there on that one. But you said that ETSU would hold Mercer under 350 yards at first. I think Mike sort of gave you a little bit of an elbow shrug there to sort of push you off that and go all the way down to 300, make it a little bit more bold. Mercer ended with 310 yards of offense, Jay. How does that make you feel? I'm trying to I'm, I'm get clarification from the uh, statistician at Mercer. <laughs> Uh, on one play that I'm, I'm trying to see if he can't get a negative 11 and get it at 299. Not going to work, though. But, yeah. uh, you know, in all honesty, uh, getting them around the 300 yards I thought was going to be a, a, a key because they've been averaging 45 points at home. Uh, just the way they were going, just the style, tempo. They were just coming off a game, which I think they threw 59 on the board, almost 500 yards of offense at home. So to get them uh, down, uh, you know, towards that 300 number was certainly a key to the game, and we'll take the, the victory over my, my bold predictions being right. Yeah, I mean, always moral victories. Randy Sanders doesn't like him, but we'll take him every day here on Sandus and the sidekick. Uh, but for Mike, he's no longer there with you. He had to head out there for a little bit. He had to go buy some new medium shirts. Uh, but ended, uh, he said zero turnovers for ETSU. They ended up with one. I believe that was the uh, Jacob Sailor's fumble out of the end zone, right? Yes. Okay, so uh, he ended up missing his ETSU prediction as well. Back to you, Jay. You said Baylor over Oklahoma State. The Cowboys coming off the big win over Texas, playing the Baylor Bears. Matt Rule trying to turn around Baylor. Baylor was down by 10 twice, but still able to come back and get the victory. So you are. He is the smartest man in the universe. Yes. yes. Nailed that one. I was uh, good for Marcus Satterfield and uh, – I kind of I, I love Jacob. I've told you this before. I've told yep. Mike this before. I love when a a team is coming off a huge emotional upset win, and I just feel like they're just the the inflation that goes on. Right? Oh, the team. And you know, we've we've seen now. I will say this: the one the one shocker was Iowa State did it back to back weeks. But normally, yeah. uh, you know, they win the one. Uh, they don't come back uh, to get the other one, uh, but I was I thought Baylor would kind of had them in a in a good spot, and Baylor's been playing better as of late. So sometimes it pays to to be accidentally right. Yeah, I know we're not the Baylor show, but Matt Rule's doing a phenomenal job out there in Waco, turning around that mess he walked into. Back over to Mike though, he went back to the Northwestern train. He picked them earlier in a bowl prediction to beat Michigan. They didn't then. He picked them to beat Notre Dame this week. They fell 31 to 21. He's not there, but I got to do it to him. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber. So there you go, Jay. I, I think it's fitting. You can keep playing that for oh, him if you want. Why he's okay. not here? Just yeah, when sure. I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber. There you go. I gave it to him twice. So uh, nice. since he couldn't feel it, and it's a good thing we gave it to him twice. We'll get back to that in just a minute. But for you, Jay, you gave us an NFL pick. You sort of gave us two. <laughs> And it was a, I, you could have went either way, and it would have been wrong on both sides. Well, no, well, hey, 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 let me say this. Let me say this. At least, <laughs> at least Tampa 
came back to give it like a oh. puncher's chance late, right? They were down 35 nothing, weren't yeah, they? And 35 then to 7, to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right, 35 7. And then it, uh, then it got to 35 28. So at least they were somewhat. And I thought Fitzmagic was going to do it at the end. But, yeah, the, the Bills one couldn't have, Just play it for the Bill. Even though I didn't take them, just for even su- suggesting that, you can hit me with a double one. You stubborn, stupid, silly man. You stubborn, stupid, silly man. I mean, you can play that over. Uh, yeah, just, you stubborn, yeah. stupid, silly man. You don't have to tell me twice. I'll keep, I'll keep hitting it. No, I just uh, – <laughs> even though I didn't go Bills, and I wasn't going to go Bills, I, I thought the – because I obviously wasn't that confident, but I thought they could maybe sneak up on the Bears. But boy, that Bears defense was just all over Nathan Peterman. Yeah. I mean, it was. I watched some of that. I actually had both those those games on the the Bills and the Tampa just yeah. to see how how those were going to go. But I quickly about halftime. I think it was thirty thirty one three. I finally gave up yeah. hope on Buffalo because Tampa was giving me a little bit of life. So and then Mike, uh, he didn't. Yeah, his uh, NFL his, right? pick is tonight, actually. He has Amari Cooper in his debut as a Cowboy getting over 125 yards receiving. So if there's any NFL fans out there who's listeners to the Sandals and the Sidekick may not root for the Titans or the Cowboys, there's something to keep an eye on tonight for uh, Monday Night Football. Here we go. So that'll do it for today's show. Big thanks, Jacob. I'll see you on yep. Friday. Actually, I guess we need to, on Friday as well, remind me. We probably need to save more time for that segment. We need to do our – uh, long-term basketball bold predictions as well as we'll do our weekly as well so we'll try to keep up with that so all right that'll do it for sanderson sidekick big thanks to robert harper big thanks to dick stockton helping me out so i'm not the only guy that can't read a cue card right uh, i don't know if he knows he helped me out with that one way or another bold predictions is always fun as can be and of course recapping each issue's victory against mercer tomorrow we'll talk more football we'll go over the polls and such we'll also talk ETSU basketball as the Bucks travel down to Atlanta to take on Georgia State. The play-by-play man Dave Cohen will join me tomorrow on another edition of Sandos and Sidekick on the Buccaneer Sports Network. <laughs>